0: Yeah, it is, and we're going to talk about Sleewa's terrible ideas on 1990s television stars and his bad takes on bacon. And Only reason why they tune in. What else we're coming up with tonight, Slee. We've got a great show scheduled for you. Byron Scott is going to join us in about 45 minutes from right now, so make sure that you're here for that at 745. We're going to talk some rebooted TV shows, Slee. I know yes. that uh, we saw that some uh, some Frazier is going to come back for NBC. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we need that, but we can certainly come up with some ideas. I put on my a TV producer hat. We're going to take some calls. We're going to read some dumb tweets. we got a lot going on tonight.
1: It's been kind of a while, Trav. What was it, a week? By, by the way, we do two shows together, and then you yep. pulled the plug last Friday. You said, no, I'm good, Al. Uh, did I don't, you guys do a show? Um, we did it. I like that. Did you guys do a show? Okay. All right. Pull the plug that quick. Oh, Travis. Look,
0: there, there was a, uh, I, I had a buddy and an old coworker of mine, uh, Jason Stewart, who mm-hmm. used to have an acronym to describe things when it came to my work. It was with it. What's in it for Travis? <laughs> and so if I wasn't there on Friday, it doesn't count. I, I mean, it. you guys could come in. I'm sure Clinton was great. Clinton sure. is great. I sure. like Clinton a lot. But, mm-hmm. you know, I got I had things I had to get done. What are you going to do?
1: And even today, you went out of your way to say show number three i'm like uh trav uh, we we've done now technically this would be the fourth show uh in your books according to your math (laughs) if you're not in it 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 doesn't count i I, i'm counting
0: i'm counting my at-bats I'm getting into the things that matter to me, and look, I hope that they matter to you as well, and we can make this I'm work. I'm counting my bets. I like that we're 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 pretty big deal, Slee. I don't know if anybody has told you that or not, but we are we're a pretty big deal. That's why they put you on at uh, us on, not you, but us on mm-hmm. at night. And uh, this is this is a big deal. Let's make this it is happen. Why we're here. Let's make it Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. All right. So let's get right to what uh, I know that I was talking about this morning. I'm sure that you had your plate full last night as well, talking about what's going on with the Lakers right now. That's four in a row. And and let me start here. What the Lakers did in this four game losing streak up until last night had me with a big fat whatever. You know, I, I just I mean it, it's hard to really get upset or worked up or concerned when you're looking at a team that's just not what it's going to be sure this isn't just a matter of okay they're losing again they're missing not only their second best player a guy that's on the top five in the entire players in the Mm -hmm. league they're missing probably you know I think it's becoming more and more clear we'll get into this a little bit more Dennis Schroeder might be their third best player and he's gone, too. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're dealing with it. I know that LeBron is here, and, 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 and I'm guilty of this as anybody else, but this idea that LeBron covers all problems, but not every night for a couple of weeks. They're just they're, It's a combination of they're playing poorly, they don't have their guys, dog days of February, all these things together, and I still can't get worked up until I saw the defensive effort last night, which I thought was terrible.
1: Don't count it on yesterday's game don't count on yesterday's game. I I mean, listen, Utah is not the, that's not the right team. If you were upset about the loss against the Wizards and they were up 17 and it was at Mm -hmm. Staples Center and uh, listen, Washington's, um, you know, their their record probably doesn't tell the full story. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, they can get a win on any given night. And they have now won, I think they had won five games in a row and then they lost yesterday. Um, But last night, I, I I was not expecting anything from the Lakers. I'm sorry. I just wasn't. And, and it's not It's not that, uh, you know, obviously I want the team not to show effort or anything like that, but what are you going to do against a Utah? It, it's the equivalent of Utah coming to Staples Center. They don't have Rudy Gobert, and they don't have Mike Conley, and mm-hmm. the Lakers are at full strength. That's the way I kind of looked at yesterday. And... You know, this notion, and, and like you just mentioned, and it, I, I won't get too much into it because you already, you already said that you don't put too much stock into, well, LeBron's got to do more. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to do anything. There's nothing more individually that he can do. Um, but I, I didn't look at yesterday's game and anything changed in my mind, especially because it was Utah on the road. They're balling, Trav. They've won out of their last 24 games, I think they're 22-2. 22 and 22-2.
0: Yeah, no, no. There, there. It was a, it was a combination of two things happening at the same time. One team missing guys playing bad, mm-hmm. another team having everybody playing really good, and those two things came together, and you got what you got. You got a twenty-five point loss. I had they lost the game, Slee. I'd kind of eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was that defense looked bad, and then there were a couple of things that I kept looking at they're going to need somebody to make some shots at some point. And they have guys that when they get hot will make some shots. They have guys. I like KCP. I think you know. You go back to last year's playoffs. He knocked down a bunch of these shots. A bunch Mm -hmm. of them. So I think he's that guy. I think he can can be the guy that can take it and make it when you need it. But you're also just going to need some guys that can make some shots on any given night. And they're not having any of that going on right now. I did not like just checking out. I'm always careful of saying that because that implies a whole bunch of other things. I don't think it was a checkout, but it did not not hit me as a high-level game for the Lakers defensively. And that's something that really shouldn't matter who's there or who isn't there.
1: Um, I, I, I guess I just kind of look at yesterday. My expectations were so low going into last night's game. And I did think that they were going to get blown out. I mean, I, I, I wasn't surprised or shocked that they were going to lose by double digits, right? Your, your definition of what a blowout is. They lose by 10 or they lose by 20. Um, so I, I guess nothing really changed for me yesterday. But I think one thing that's becoming very apparent is, you know, some of these Lakers role players, Trav, you just can't depend on them. Um, you right. cannot depend on if you think that Alex Caruso or Taylor Horton Tucker or Wesley Matthews or Marcus Gasol or Markeith Morris, go down the list of all these role players Lakers have, they're going to be able to jump in and say, hey, Dennis Schroeder's not there. I got 15 to 20 for you don't worry about it throw KC into that mix if you think any of those players are going to fill that role i think our expectations on the on those role players are probably not the proper expectations.
0: Yeah, so who's the guy that you think – what you were just describing, Mm -hmm. the guy that you were just describing stepping into that role, I think if we asked Laker fans – and Laker fans, by all means, weigh in on this – 877-710-ESPN, you can send us some tweets too, at Travis Rogers and at Alan Sliwa. But the guy that you were just describing, just kind of generally speaking, but specifically for me, is Kyle Kuzma. Mm -hmm. That's the guy that, okay – Kyle Kuz, or, or Anthony Davis isn't here. Dennis Schroder isn't here. You're in the starting lineup. You have a chance to take more shots than you might on any given night. Let's see what you can do. And it just hasn't been there. There are nights when he gets going. There are nights when he's really good. But this is the NBA. There are nights when anybody in the NBA can get going. They're, they're in the NBA for a reason, right? It's not just that they picked up some guys out in the parking lot and said, okay, you come in here. Guys, everybody in this league can play. Everybody in this league that when they have a night is going to look like, oh, wow, he he can get us 20 a night. But Kuzma, I think the, the bar was set for him at a different level, and he just hasn't met it often enough.
1: Kuzma's the closest one. Kuzma's the closest one where if all these other guys are, are inconsistent, he's the closest one. He's the best inconsistent of those guys, if that makes any sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Schroeder, I, I think Lakers can depend on him pretty, pretty much too. every night. Yep. Montrez Harrell, no reason why he's not playing – 28 to 30 minutes a night, and he's going to get you 15 and and 9 or 10 every single night. LeBron and AD, I don't have to have that conversation. Mm. Kuz is the closest one that, you know, is wavering of starting to be more consistent, but then he'll take him right back to, okay, well, there's Kuzma with five points. Kuzma didn't start yesterday. Lakers were trying something different. I get it. And and I was a proponent of that. I liked they Mark Markeith Morris. I liked that they tried THT in the starting lineup and put Wesley Matthews out. But, Travis, I mean, ultimately for me, Lakers did not have a shot against the Jazz. So I think some of the overreaction about the Lakers right now, specifically against Utah, um, are there some things? Is this a perfect team? Absolutely it's not perfect. But, damn, I'm not ready to gauge the Lakers off of that game against Utah. We'll get a chance April 17th, April 19th at Staples Center against the Jazz. That's when I think we really start to kind of see, is Utah for real? Because I think the Lakers are for real.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a a really good question. I want to stick with Kuzma one second before we go to the Jazz because here's how you know a guy is not a guy, okay? This is how you know it's like you have not reached a certain level in what people expect of you. We're still surprised when Kyle Kuzma shows up. There's still a, oh, there it is, as opposed to the the opposite being true. If LeBron showed up and had a game where he scored nine points, missed all his shots, kind of really wasn't present in any meaningful way to be like, what in the world is going on there? Kind of the same thing for Anthony Davis. Really take any of those top flight guys in the NBA right on down the line. But with Kyle Kuzma, there are days where you almost forget he's out there mm-hmm. and you really don't even notice because it happens too frequently.
1: Well, use uh, yesterday perfect example, right? Former Laker, Jordan Clarkson. You feel him when he comes into the game, right? You feel his impact when he comes into the game. And he'll probably win sixth man of the year this year. Right? might. Um, I, I think there's probably a good chance that that happens. And mm-hmm. I just mentioned that because – and listen, part of this is not on um, – I, I, I'm not – trying to say, hey, you know, put these last few losses on the shoulders of Kyle Kuzma. I don't think Lakers, once Dennis Schroeder was gone, um, it's not a coincidence Lakers have lost four games in a row without Dennis Schroeder and Anthony Davis. It's not a coincidence Lakers have lost six of seven since Anthony Davis injured himself in that Denver Nuggets game. That's not a coincidence. That's literally um, the your chance of having an opportunity in some of these games and not having an opportunity. But I think what Kuz... He is, if you start ranking, you know, the players on the team, I'd say, you know what, Kuz is the fifth best player on this team. That's okay to say, but he is. Uh, Dennis Schroeder and Montrose Harrell, when they came on this team, my expectations for those two players are much higher than Kyle Kuzma. Um, but ultimately, I guess if you sum up yesterday's loss, uh, this is just another loss for the Lakers at a time where uh you obviously wish they were in a better spot, but it's February, and I guess I'm just not concerned because it's not April or May.
0: If this had happened at the beginning of the season, if this had happened in the second or third week of the season, we really wouldn't have given it much thought because all of the things but hey they're 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 introducing new players, they're trying to figure out their roles they're trying to figure out if these guys that they brought over are are, are carrying their weight. We're trying to figure out a new system after a short off season after just the most weird, bizarre you know, unprecedented year we've had before, you'd all chalk it up to just all the randomness. But because it happened, because they got off to a really good start and because it happened so much later, I think it's more—it's a little bit more concerning just because of you thought they had gotten through whatever that might have been. It just happened later. It, it, it's If you flip it on its head, nobody feels any different about it at all.
1: I, I would say this, Trav. I would say that I was looking – I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I was looking at it um, – Playoffs start I want to say May 22nd May 23rd so we got over 80 days before the actual playoff start Lakers will be fine yeah they will be fine um, that doesn't mean that they're not going to suffer in the NBA standings it doesn't mean that you know things can't be potentially affected by the Lakers come postseason but I think they're actually very fortunate to to be going through some of this stuff in February rather than in April or May
0: All right, so the question is, do they need to add somebody or or do they need to get the somebodies to do more? Is everybody carrying their weight? We'll get into that coming up in a bit. And, Slee, I don't want you to answer this question because I'm afraid of your answer. I might just have to walk out and take another day off. Sure. But Ryan in La Jolla writes, I'm worried that Sliwa is going to tell me tonight that he thinks in and out is overrated too. Do not answer that. Sit on that Fair for enough. a minute. Fair we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about whether or not the Lakers need to make a move and whether or not the guys that they have here, who isn't doing enough. That's coming up next. Travis and Sliwa. I think we already might have uh, exceeded the over, Slee, that we got this far and that uh, we're both still here. That's no, pretty it's, good, now right? it's house money. It's house yeah, money it's... from here. <laughs> All right, I want to start with a, uh, a tweet here. We'll get to some phone calls coming up in a bit. 800-500-5200. This one says, uh, can we keep? Can we please get a draft going of go-to snacks you guys hit between segments? Best way for us to get to know Slee mm, a little bit. Mm. Slee, I, you and I have not spent a ton of time together over the last few years. But Trav,
1: I asked you what you put in your Burrito on the yeah. first show, and you we're refused still to answer the question. We're
0: still not there. Okay, but but, but what I was going to say is mm-hmm. is I don't know if I've ever seen you eat anything. In, in how long have we? How long have we worked at ESPN together? Five years?
1: Uh, thirty-one years now. This we started. <laughs>
0: I don't know if I've ever seen you eat a bite of food.
1: <laughs> That's so random. That's so <laughs> random. I don't know if I've ever seen you eat a bite of uh, a bite of food. Um, well, Trav, you were always in in the mornings. Yeah. Right, and. I'd come in, you know, back in the business days. I wouldn't come in till I guess eight thirty, nine o'clock, or something. Along those okay, lines. Okay, I was
0: still there then.
1: Did we ever go on any? Did we ever go any uh, calls together? Mm-hmm. Any meetings together? Anything? Nothing. Okay. Well, you you, you started setting up the in and out. So if you want to know a little <laughs> bit about what I think about yeah. certain types of food, so what was the hit question me. you had on in and out? Hit,
0: hit me when you go through the drive through at In n Out because mm-hmm. that's the only way you can do it right now. What's get What's in that bag when you drive away?
1: Uh. Double cheeseburger, so I'm going double double. Okay. okay. What's uh, on it? Uh, onions. I go light on the sauce.
0: Okay. Grilled or raw? These uh, are all. These are important. Come on, get sure, get specific. Sure, man. sure, sure.
1: Uh, raw. Okay. Um, definitely uh, some pickles in there as well. Sure. Those little chilies that they have. Those nah, are great. They're good. You just got to be. It could ruin the entire burger if you go too much on those, okay? <laughs> okay. A little bit of ketchup, and I'm good to go.
0: That's uh, that's all right. I, guess I, I, I could I could roll with that. I could definitely eat that. Okay, what are you putting on yours? I'm a double-double animal style with the chilies. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm quick, clean, a little bit on the secret menu, but nothing too crazy. Let's try a quick phone call here. L.A. and Scooter talking about the Lakers. What's up, Scooter?
2: Hey, how's it going, guys? All right. Uh, I just wanted to say, man. But you guys, don't don't panic, man. It's a long season after a short uh layoff, a short off season. Scooter, they're, they're, good to days. Go. they're good to go. I mean, don't worry at, about them. Look at Boston, look at Miami, look cool. at Denver. Clippers just lost. Clippers so, just lost
1: by 28 good. tonight. Go, ahead, Scooter, keep going, keep going, buddy.
2: Oh, they are actually doing pretty good, so I mean, besides the injuries, I mean, they they'll be fine, you know. Just just get AD healthy and sure is going to be back and We'll
0: be
1: looking at another world champion in a few
0: months. Don't worry about it. Appreciate right, th- you calling in. Yeah, thanks, Scooter. I, I look. This, this is kind of a role reversal for us, Sully. Remember, when we were doing the shows in the finals last year when the Lakers. Yeah, we, I was you know, a, went,
1: I was a worried mother, and you were.
0: I was. I have never been more confident mm-hmm. about something in my entire life, which made me a little less confident because we know how that goes. But I wasn't worried about it at all because Jimmy Butler could have a big night. Okay, well, he wasn't going to do it four times. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to be better than AD and LeBron four times. Once, maybe twice, maybe. But watching it last night hit me with, okay, we are one turned ankle away from uh, Anthony Davis to this being a fist fight every single night, to this being a really tough slug because he is not just the second-best player on this team, he's one of the best players in the whole league, and they just look drastically different.
1: Well, I'll say this, Trev. I mean, even if the Lakers are 100% healthy, there's dogfights and the 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 competition i think this season is much tougher than it was last year you're not getting to the nba finals and it's a walk in the park and, and mm-hmm. i'm i haven't even talked about the west yet but i don't think you're if you get to the nba finals and you got brooklyn waiting for you and i know listen there's a lot of these roster spots they got to figure themselves out. What happens in the NBA trade deadline? Where does Andre Drummond land? Where do some of these guys end up in the buyout market? Lakers have two roster spots. They don't have two roster spots available because they're bored and they just want to have those spots available. I think they also understand, okay, we need a rim protector or we need a 3 and D guy. I think the Lakers know. They understand that they have to address some things. But the reason why I say that is even if the Lakers are healthy, 100%, they're good to go. They're not a lock to win an NBA championship. And that's my respect towards the, the rest of the competition in the NBA. You said, well, if they have a turned ankle or something along those lines, if AD is not 100% healthy and he's not able to you know, be a part of the, the playoff run, Lakers aren't winning a championship that's just the reality and that's how much is obviously on the shoulders of LeBron and Anthony Davis but I think there's a lot of teams that are in a similar position where there's so much stock in one player maybe a team like Utah's different because they got six guys and they spread it all around but they don't have mm-hmm. a superstar
0: well I, I don't know about that because I, I, I'm listening to this and the teams that the Lakers are going to have to beat to win an NBA championship there, there are really three if we're being honest it's Brooklyn the Clippers and Utah, right? Maybe Philadelphia. You could throw in there. I think as well. Philly's in that mix. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you're right. I'll, I'll say Philly too. So let's say it's four. Here, let's go down the list. I'm gonna use one of my favorite words. Three of these four of those te- three of the four mm-hmm. of those teams, mm-hmm. have a player or more than one player that's got a deal. Okay brooklyn's kyrie irving's deal is maybe the biggest deal in the nba that that dude can lose it at any second for any reason without any warning whatsoever he can just disappear again you just don't know so that that make that is not going to stay together for a long time i truly believe that you look at the clippers paul george has got a deal paul george is a really good player right up until you need him to be a really good player and then he turns in to something else Philadelphia, Ben Simmons won't shoot. We've seen what happens to Ben Simmons in the playoffs year after year. I'm not worried about them at all, because when you can't shoot beyond five feet, not a big deal. Utah doesn't have a deal. Utah, Donovan Mitchell, I think, is a superstar. Rudy Gobert is a handful. Mike Conley is one of those old-time vet guys that's just really, really good and really, really good when you need him to be good. I don't know what their deal is. Watching them last night wasn't so much for me about the Lakers not playing well, which they didn't. It was watching Utah and saying, huh, that's a little different than I thought it might be.
1: I think Brooklyn is the real deal. And I think Brooklyn, you know, they've won eight games in a row. They're starting to, you know, try to kind of figure things out. And I don't think their roster is done. I mean, if you wait and see here, um, I think Laker fans got to keep an eye on what happens with Andre Drummond, some of these other players out there. Because that, Trav, if a couple of these tradable assets, buyout market guys end up with the wrong team, it could definitely have an impact on how the rest of the season goes. We'll see what happens there. But even with Kyrie's issues that you mentioned, even with Kevin Durant missing X amount of games, Brooklyn is balling. They're, they're a really good team. Here's the here's my only hesitation with Utah. Only hesitation with Utah is this. And the Clippers and Philadelphia. Tell me where I can get some um, – where that championship experience is. Other than Kawhi Leonard, I, I can't obviously discount that. Mm-hmm. But – Aren't those teams that you have to see it first before you believe it? And that, that's where I am with it. Utah is playing such good basketball, it's February,
0: right? Well, they're, they're the, They are the exact opposite of what the Lakers are. They're mm-hmm. healthy and white hot. The Lakers are unhealthy and cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's the exact opposite of where they are. I, and I agree with you to a point on Brooklyn. I, you know, they're fantastic. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is the greatest wild card that there is out there. And
1: might have hit the greatest shot in NBA Finals history. He's also that, right? Like, he could also be that. And James Harden has gone through the gauntlet of the Western Conference for years and now is in a position where he's the second or third best player and KD's KD.
0: All right. So, NBC announced that they're going to reboot Frazier. So, we're going to get a third run of Frazier Crane. We had... Cheers, Frazier. We had Frazier, Frazier, and now we're going to get another edition of Frazier. Slewa and I have our thoughts on shows that we would like to see rebooted. We want to get your thoughts on it as well. 877-710-ESPN, at Travis Rogers, at Alan Sliwa. That's next. Travis and Slewa 710-ESPN.
1: All right. Is your vehicle due for service? Head into your neighborhood, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay in your car safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Let me just sum, sum this up real quick here. It takes about 15 minutes to go get an oil change. Just think about how much time in your day is wasted in 15 minutes. Go get an oil change from Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up... Drive in and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight...
0: That's me channeling my inner sweet James. That's the number for Sweet James. Sometimes I get a little confused. The number to call it is eight is ESPN. I got a lot of phone numbers wrapping around when my I, when James I When I initially
1: calls. when I initially heard it, I yeah. was like, Wait, "Did I? did something change here as far as numbers go? I had no idea what you were doing, and I rolled with it because you said it so confidently." Okay, so now now it's we back know door. that that wasn't the uh, that wasn't the that wasn't the number.
0: I'm just that invested in my guy Sweet James that I wanted to make sure that I said the number one more time. The number to call 710 8- ESPN. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Twitter real quick here, Slee, and your burger your burger order is being described as problematic by some.
1: <laughs> what more do you need on a burger?
0: Well, they're saying that the ketchup is troublesome. The fact that you didn't know that it was called spread—they have—you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the people the have very thing, yeah. specific yeah. food tastes. Mm-hmm. I'm, actually,
1: so, I'm actually with Cap on this one, who said that I shouldn't tell you what's in what goes on my burger until you tell me what's in <laughs> inside your burrito, which is. <laughs> very fair point by scott there
0: but clearly it means more to me than it does to you (laughs) i mean (laughs) these are things that i hold very near and dear to my heart all right uh did did you watch Frasier when it was on the air was that a show that here and
1: there but that wasn't definitely wasn't one of my go-to shows it
0: it, it wasn't for me either i loved Mm -hmm. cheers when he first showed up right when when kelsey Grammer first showed up as Frazier crane on cheers that was a fun character the reboot very successful it was on the the air for 11 years mm-hmm. and, and he played the character for a long time they're gonna bring it back it's gonna be on a uh, streaming service paramount plus when it comes back but uh they're bringing it do, back do for any a third of these time.
1: do any of these work do, do any of these they're they've been off for 15 20 years they come back I, I feel like every time it's tried it doesn't work. I mean, the Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, but that's completely different, right? Yes. I, I know it's the same creator and everything else, but that, that's completely
0: different. No, that that. would it's funny you say that because that's one of the few that worked, but you're right. It, it wasn't just a reboot of Seinfeld. What they basically got to do in Curb was recreate the final season and the final episode of yeah. Seinfeld yeah. and get it right, which was good. But no, when they just try to reboot these things, they don't typically work, which is why I think this is important, which is why I think some of the ideas... Uh, that I have need to be executed. Are you ready for this?
1: <laughs> Why some of the ideas I have need? Please, please. Yeah.
0: So uh, I want to start with a $6 million man reboot. Okay. Okay. That go back with Lee Majors. He, he doesn't need to be the sixth. But see, what what makes TV shows work nowadays is this combination of a little bit of nostalgia, but they got to be a little dark too, right? they got to make people kind of say, hey, wait, what what's actually going on right here? The anti-hero, whether it's Tony Soprano or Dexter or mm-hmm. any of these kind of mm-hmm. things. that These guys that you know you shouldn't like, but you end up rooting for them anyway. So I want to take this $6 million man and I want to have his programming be malfunctioning, and I want him to turn into a Dexter type of character. I want like a $6 million man cyborg serial killer with a heart of gold. Is that something we can get done?
1: Um, I don't think so, Trav. I, I, don't, think, I, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not buying that one. I'm right, not buying one. that one. Okay. You ready what else? For another one? Yep.
0: I want to do Charlie's Angels mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Now, they've made movies, but they haven't had the TV show, I don't think. And I want it to be exactly what it was before because it was perfect and awesome in every single way. Only I want to play Bosley. I want to be the guy that just gets to sit there and tell the angels what they get to go do. That's
1: not bad. That, that one I'm in for. That one okay. I'm in for. All right. Okay, I think I got one. All right. All right. Were you on Married with Children? Uh, no, sure. Yeah. Okay. What if we go back to Married with Children and. I don't know who's going to play Ed O'Neill. by the way. I don't know who's going to play that role.
0: Can we not get Ed O'Neill? Is he already passed on the project?
1: Yes, because let's go back to Ed O'Neill, leading up to his Polk High four touchdowns in one game. <laughs> okay. So all this is one full season leading up to the high school game. So we got to get a young kid in there. Oh. The guy oh had so we're going four, to prequel. We the guy had four touchdowns in one game. I mean, let, <laughs> let's not let's not forget that. I love by the way. Watching that back in the days, how many how many times did that come up during their during their uh, their every run?
0: episode? I
1: had four touchdowns in one game. <laughs> came up, I swear it came up every other episode. It was coming up.
0: Absolutely. All right, I got another one for you. Okay. See, this, this is putting together a little nostalgia and with real life events right now mm-hmm. because this is basically happened. We're gonna do the love boat. Only everybody gets COVID on the boat, just like real life. What do you think? we can have doc instead of being the guy that's going around trying to get with all the female passengers he can be the guy that's like taking care of all the people that get sick on the boat like all cruises i
1: got i actually got a real question real question for you will you go back to cruises in a couple years
0: i wasn't on a cruise to start so yeah, I'm the wrong i was guy never to ask.
1: i was never a cruise guy myself
0: put it to you this way it's basically a floating buffet and you'd have to pull a knife on me to get me to no,
1: go no i'm good i'm good yeah. on, i'm good on that one
0: how about this one we could do Three's Company again, only I don't care about Jack, Chrissy, and Janet. I want it to be Larry-centric. I want the entire series to be based on Larry's deal, and I want it to be kind of this dichotomy of him being a playboy, but he's also a super lonely depressive that can't get out of his own apartment.
1: You really spent some time on these. You really <laughs> went out of your like, way tonight.
0: i come like, prepared. All that, right, how about, that might be the best idea.
1: How about Fresh Prince of Bel- uh, Bel-Air?
0: Yeah. How about okay. doing a
1: remake of that one? Have Will Smith's son. Uh, what's 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 his name?
0: Uh, Jaden.
1: Yeah, Jaden. Jaden. Yeah. What what if Jaden plays and kind of redo it? But I, it's probably going to end up being exactly what I'm talking about with all these other episodes or the, all these other shows. They try to do some type of recreate of it and it just just doesn't doesn't work.
0: So they tried nine zero two one zero not that long ago, Slee, and it was it didn't work because first of all, did it go a show- season? It Maybe. I'll, I'll be honest. I am a huge and 90210 fan, like the original, and I checked out after like three or four episodes. It mm-hmm. just just did not. because oh, actually. Everybody kind of was old. It kind of bummed me out. I, I get it that I'm old too, that I aged as well, but I don't have to look at my own stupid face on TV, and I had to look at theirs.
1: You know what's working? Uh, Cobra Kai.
0: You know, yeah, yeah, but see, okay, but see, this is why that worked, because it's not about Daniel, who's awful in every single way. He's a bad Don't ever bad, say that again. Bad guy. Don't
1: ever say that again about Johnny Daniel Lawrence. is
0: great because he's depressive and dark mm. and violent mm. and unpredictable. That's what makes that show work.
1: But it is it is one of the few shows um I, I I I only saw the first season. I don't know what season they're on now, but I mean even walking out of LA Live here across the street from Staples Center, you just mm-hmm. see all Cobra Kai ads, uh Cobra Kai ads. Um it, it's actually it looks like it's been incredibly successful compared it has. to yeah, compared it, to some of the other ones,
0: it's it's okay. I mean, it, it's good because Johnny's good. It's good mm-hmm. because Allie with an I made a repeat appearance, and I'm a big Elizabeth Shue fan. Or so I was. I was definitely in for that. But the show itself is eh. But Johnny Lawrence is great.
1: Fraser gonna gonna work or no? Nah, I don't think it will either.
0: Nah, let's try another phone call here. Gardena and Manuel, Manuel, you are on 710 uh, ESPN. What's up, buddy?
2: All night, Alan and uh, Sweet Tea. It's an honor. Hey, just real quick sidebar. I don't know if it's been like a pandemic related or whatnot, but uh, I've noticed that uh, a look, a certain look has come back into play. uh, The two fat twins on the mopeds look. I have seen a rash of Americans in SoCal that could be stunt doubles for the two fat twins on mopeds, and it's rather unsavory. But, again, just a sidebar. I wanted to talk about the 90210 factor. You guys uh, brought it up just now. And uh, how is it that zeering and I think it was his girlfriend, right, Andrea or whatever, they looked like they belonged in the teacher's lounge. Like, I mean, <laughs> the, these things, like, how did they never get called out on that? First of I all, mean,
0: Manuel, it's Andrea, not Andrea. But go ahead, continue.
2: <laughs> I mean, either way, that girl looked like she was freaking a teacher, man. I mean, it was pretty ridiculous. Uh, as far, I gotta side with Slewa, man. I know you're gonna be mad at me, but we all thought around my neighborhood that Brenda was kind of hot. I mean, Thanks. not as hot as Kelly. You don't.
1: First of all, you don't I mean, have to apologize. Number two, man. Yeah, you don't you know have to mean? apologize. There's many of you out there. There's many of us out there, Manuel. You, you just we think alike. Don't.
2: Shannon Doherty's a good-looking lady.
0: Uh, it, look, Travis been, says nothing. I'm, Travis
1: got nothing. I, I've been us. taught when you don't have Thank something you, Manuel, nice to say, you you say
0: nothing at all. So I'll just keep it moving. Thank you for the call, <laughs> Manuel. The, I just, I'm not going to say something mean and nasty. That's not really my deal, but, I was raised that when you don't have something nice to say, you Just don't, don't say, say anything, anything at all. Right. So I will I will say. You'll get around with it. You'll, you'll get around to it. Don't all. worry. Absolutely. Don't. All right. We'll talk a little bit more about the Lakers coming up next. We're going to check in with former head coach, former Laker Byron Scott joins us next. Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN. So, Slee, I just was looking at Twitter again, and um, somebody wants to know if you're going to cop to being Caruso uh, from the future yet. TFP, who sent that in earlier asking if you were sent on a secret mission, uh, he wants to know if you've confessed yet.
1: Um, you know, I, listen, I, I know that uh, people look at me and instantly they say, wow, this guy must be an athletic specimen, and uh, God knows what his game is on the basketball floor, but uh, I think they will be – incredibly disappointed so uh the fact that they're even putting me in the same conversation as caruso i feel bad for caruso and i'm sure he does not want that affiliation
0: it's the haircut that's what it is right you guys just both have very short hair you like how i said that by choice (laughs) yeah exactly by
1: choice we have uh we have short hair
0: Jess, did I hear you say that uh, Byron's ready? Yes, sir. Outstanding. We're joined right now by Byron Scott, of course, former Laker great, world champion with the Lakers, former Laker head coach, former longtime NBA head coach. Byron, good night. How you feeling?
4: I'm feeling good. How are you guys doing?
0: All right. So let, let's start right here. Alan and I kind of opened the show. I know that this has been the topic uh, of conversation going on a lot for the last week or so with the four-game losing streak. What's the degree of worry seeing the Lakers play the way they have for the last week or so?
4: Well, uh as far as I'm concerned, there's really no degree of worry i, I mean it's, it's you know it's the regular season it's still early the, the main focus is to make sure when the playoffs start that you're as healthy as you possibly can be um, you, you also want to try to make sure your uh, your seed is as high as it can be too so you know at this particular time, I'm not you know worried about what they're doing or what they're going through uh when you when you miss one of the top five top ten players in the NBA and Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, it's obviously going to hurt your team. You know, so uh, I think they're still in great shape. You know, LeBron's still playing fantastic. He should probably be MVP this year. And, you know, Anthony Davis comes back, uh, you know, when they're at full strength, I still think they're the best team in the league.
1: Byron, um, I'm with you on that front in the sense that we're still in February here and there's plenty of time and and just get healthy. And by the time, obviously, we get to the postseason, hopefully the Lakers got all all their players ready. Um, the question I'd ask is, as we're, as we're nearing the trade deadline, or at least we're starting to get closer, eventually the buyout market, Lakers have two roster spots that are available. What type of player do you think the Lakers um, could add, should add? It, what would you say is missing from this roster, just to kind of add to what, what they already have?
4: Well, I, I think the one thing that's missing that, that we saw a lot of last year was the mobility of the big man. Uh, you know, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard both brought something totally different to the table. Uh, but from an athletic standpoint, they brought that athleticism and being able to protect the rim. I, I think that's one of the biggest things that's missing from this year's team. Are they more talented this year? Yeah. But, you know, you, you still can't take away that, that rim protector. I mean, when you got the two guys that they lost uh, in JaVel and, and Dwight, you know, that, that was a big hurt, you know, I, I really thought. So, I mean, you know, Kasaul is great on the offensive end. He's a great passer. You could you could run your offense through the guy. He can make shots. He's great in the post. But on the defensive end, you know, when it comes to protecting the rim, uh, that's not his forte. So I, I think that's probably the biggest thing that they're missing right now.
0: Byron Scott joining us here on Travis and Sliwa and. Byron, you know, answer this two different ways, if you don't mind. Answer it as the former player one way and then as a coach the second way. When you are playing without one of your best players like the Lakers are, how do you approach that as a player and how do you approach it as a coach?
4: Well, as a player, if I'm if I'm in that, you know, eight-man, nine-man, ten-man rotation, whatever the case may be, as a player, I know I have to step my game up. You know, when you when you're missing – you know, player of uh, Anthony Davis's caliber. It's not going to be just one guy off the bench that can, or one guy that's in the starting lineup that's going to be able to fill his shoes. It's got to be uh, by committee, you know? So, you know, as a player, I would think, you know, even when magic missed a game or when James missed a game, okay, I got to step it up a little bit tonight. And I expect, you know, four or five other guys to do the same thing as a coach. You know, you, you also want to try to you know, relay that type of message that everybody has to play better, you know, why this guy's out. You know, your roles are still the same, but you got to be more efficient on the offensive end. you got to be better on the defensive end because Anthony Davis erases so many mistakes on the defensive end because of his presence and his length and his athleticism. You know, so as a coach, I'm, I'm making it by committee to all the players that everybody has to step their game up just a, just a notch. Um, you know, but as a player, I, I already know that. You know, I already know that I got to you know play better every single night until this guy comes back.
1: Byron, looking uh just just looking at the Western Conference, and we don't have to pay attention to yesterday's game, but Utah overall twenty six and six, best record in the NBA. The way they're made up, um, six guys scoring double figures. Of course, it's led by Donovan Mitchell, but Rudy Gobert on the defensive side. Um, are they a serious threat in the western conference. If you think in a in a seven game set Lakers are healthy, Utah's healthy, um are, are they a legitimate threat to uh, to win the west?
4: Absolutely. I mean, all, all the things we just talked about with rim protector, you know, defensive uh presence that they have, the way they play on the defensive end, uh, offensively, you know, they have six guys like you said in double figures. They run their offense just as well if not better than any team in this league. Uh, Coach Snyder's has done an unbelievable job of making sure they play at their style and their tempo. That's the one thing about Utah. You cannot speed them up. Uh, you know, you can't, you, you cannot get them out of their pace. They're going to play their style. They're going to move the ball. Everybody's going to, you know, touch it on the offensive end and everybody's going to get opportunity. I think that's what makes them so dangerous is that offensively, they got, you know, so many guys that can score for you, but on the defensive end, they are constantly you know, putting that pressure on you, and if they're trying to force you to really, you know, go bear because they know he can erase a lot of, a lot of mistakes that they make. So, uh, if guys aren't looking at Utah right now as a threat, then they're they're you know, sadly mistaken. This, you know, that that team was good last year, and I think this year they've just taken another step because they had a taste of it last year, uh, and they're going to be a problem in the uh, the Western Conference.
0: Are they the biggest threat in the West, Byron, or is it still the Clippers? Maybe we saw Denver in the finals last year, and then go to the other side as well. Who do you see coming out of the East?
4: Well, I still think it's the Clippers. You know, I you know I just think with the with the uh, the talent that they have and the way they lost last year, I think they got a chip on their shoulders. Uh, you know, I think that's probably the biggest team, and then Utah's going to be right behind them um, as far as being a threat to the Lakers. When you look at the East, uh, I, I still think Brooklyn right now has the best team. If they're fully healthy, they're, they're going to probably come out the East, uh, but I wouldn't discount Philadelphia as well.
1: Byron Scott taking some time to uh, join the Travis and Sleeva show on Seven Ten ESPN. Um, Byron, looking at I guess you could say the rest of the roster for the Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis, if you know, obviously he's probably not going to be back till after the All Star break. Maybe it's even more time after that. Hopefully Dennis Schroder comes back tomorrow. What what mm-hmm. what are you expecting? I mean, just kind of looking at some of these individual role players. Uh, what guys do you think need to um, uh, perform a little bit better, step up their game, or is it a collective thing? How do you look at the rest of the roster past LeBron James?
4: Well, like I said, it's a collective thing. I don't think, you know, as a coach, you can't put the pressure on one guy. I mean, you can't say to, to Kuz, hey, man, you got to, you know, you got to you know get us five, six, seven more points a game, a few more rebounds a game. You got to get us some defensive. So, you know, I mean, you can't put that one, you know, that one, uh, put that type of pressure on one player. So I think, it, again, it has to be a collective thing uh group thing where you you talk to the, the whole team and you just tell each and every player that you know you know why he's out uh, hopefully like you said Dennis is back cuz that'll you know obviously alleviate some of the you know some of the pressure cuz we know that guy can perform uh, but I I wouldn't you know just single out one person uh, again it's a team game and you know all those guys need to go out there and just do a better job on both ends of the floor you know what LeBron can do you know what Dennis can do Uh, You know what Mark can do, but uh, again, it's a collective thing. And if all those guys buy into that and understand that, that, you know, each and every night, you know, if we can get something a little extra out of three or four of you guys each and every night, we still got a very good chance of winning games.
0: Byron Scott joining us here, Travis and Sliwa. How important is seeding this season? Because, you know, the fans are limited if they're there at all. Does it matter if you're the one or the four or the seven? Does it make a big difference?
4: I, I don't think it makes a big difference right now. Yeah, I think when the fans are back, then it does make a big difference. I think Utah's terrific at home, and they've always been a great home team, especially uh, you know there in Salt Lake with that atmosphere and that that uh, altitude. You know, they 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 have a distinct advantage. I've I've always felt Denver's the same way. You know, you got to get used to that altitude up there. Um, you know, so at at this particular time, I don't think there's one team necessarily that has a big time advantage. Uh, when it comes to uh, playing home our way, it's just a matter of you know guys going in there and understanding what they have to do. They got to conjure up their own energy, you know, That's the one thing. When you don't have the fans, you have to figure out a way to conjure up your own energy.
1: Byron, uh, final one, and uh, we obviously always appreciate you joining the uh, station and joining the show. Um, in regards to LeBron, and, and you know you mentioned this, the only thing that really matters for the Lakers, we're in February right now, so just get to the postseason, be healthy, and hopefully you can. On a long run from there, is there anything? Right. Is there anything you try to do with LeBron James between now and the postseason? I mean, LeBron is pretty has been pretty adamant about if I can go, I'm going to play. But are there other things you could do in game to give him a breather here and there? I, just from a strategic perspective, we have such a long way to go until we get to the postseason. Is there anything that, uh, from a coaching perspective, you do maybe behind the scenes that we don't see?
4: Well, behind the scenes, I mean. The only thing you can do uh, is, is give him days off as far as practice is, is concerned. But, you know, I, I think if I was Frank, I would have to have a, a good, you know, long sit-down talk with LeBron and just kind of explain to him that uh, I, I got to shave some minutes off his off his load right now. He, he's logging a lot of minutes, and I know he's in unbelievable shape, but he still is, you know, 37 years old. So uh, that would have to be, a, you know, a conversation that we would have to have. Just see if I can log, you know, just just – eliminate three or four minutes or five minutes, just, you know, just to try to save that up. Because like you said, this is February, you know, we still got a long ways to go. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint and you want him to be as fresh as possible when the playoffs start. Um, and, and if he could do that, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, give him days off and things of that nature and just let him play games. But I, I still think at, at that age and the, the minutes that he's logged in his career, uh, he's only had one major, major, you know, uh, injury. Uh, you, you don't want to, you know, tempt faith. You know, I, I just think you have to figure out a way to give him a little time off from here and there, because uh, he, he's still going to be productive no matter what. You know, and I, and I think that saves him when he comes to the playoffs.
0: Byron Scott, longtime NBA player, NBA champion, NBA coach. Byron, appreciate you giving us some time tonight. Thanks, thanks, a bunch.
4: Byron. Oh, anytime, guys.
0: All right. So, sleep. So that, that's a really interesting conversation. I want to pick that up. I want to continue that. How do you approach LeBron James to tell him, you know what? I think we're going to back down the minutes a little bit. How do you go about doing that? We're going to get into it next. I email him. (laughs) (laughs) That could be a good way to start. We'll do that next. Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN.